And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Shilton. And I'm Ollie Lewis and welcome to a Eurovision Shout Out special. Uh, from the start right through to this weekend, we've got it all packed into this show. Who's your favourite to win? Mm, yeah, good question. Stay tuned, we'll find out here today on Shout Out. Should have put it up with the, the Eurovision one. What, a, what an opening. Mm. What a wonderful bop. piece of music. So, yeah. I always find it really weird, though, that it's like all pop stuff, but that's the Eurovision. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really old-fashioned. Actually, it's the European Broadcasting Union. Union. Yeah, it's like it's the EBU theme tune. Yeah, yeah, it's not Eurovision. I once went yeah. to a Pride in Birmingham. It was the year we got null point. It was the year that Gemini really? How many? A drag queen was parading on this float. Dressed in all the all the different countries of Europe around her, all the flags, and the Eurovision theme was blaring out. And I thought that's wonderful. <laughs> Do you know what that theme tune actually gives me goosebumps? I've been to a couple of shows and uh, hearing that at the beginning, oh, it sh- sends shivers down my spine. Well, yeah. it, it actually dates back to the 17th century. That song. It's called uh, Te Deum, which means uh, We Praise You, O God, um, and was written by um, a French. Um, Baroque composer uh, all those all those years ago. Wow. So um, and it's been been used yeah. ever since. It's had a couple of twists along its its history, including when Israel hosted in 2019. They had a really good take on it. Have a listen to this. I prefer that. Yeah. That was amazing. Do you know, I've got an interesting fact. Apparently, one year, both Israel and Jordan were in the Eurovision Song Contest, and the Jordanian authorities didn't want to recognise that Israel exists, you know, with the conflict in the Middle East. So during the Israeli song, they just put a test card up. No way. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that that what um, Russia do to every single... 
like one that they decide they don't like every single well, year. Well, yes. been a bit like yeah, that, they always it? yeah. Well, they're not in it anymore. But so. No. Just, for, anyway, we, we got a minute, so we need to kick off because we, we've got every single number one since it started in mm-hmm. 1956. Only little clips. Don't worry, we're not going to play the whole lot. But um, um, we're going to give you a flavour of how it all started. But talking of how it all started, how did it all start? Okay, 69 songs written by 139 songwriters have won the Eurovision Song Contest. This is an annual competition organised by member countries of the European Broadcasting Union. For some reason, some people seem to think it's to do with the EU. No, it it's not, It predates the EU. It's the European Broadcasting Union. It was something to do with satellites, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was a sort of test in some ways of the early satellites. And I think also promoting the values of peace and tolerance in, you know, in the first years after the Second World War. The contest, which was broadcast every year since its debut in 1956, with the exception of the Covid year of 2020, is one of the longest-running TV programmes in the world. The contest's winner has been determined using numerous voting techniques throughout its history. Centre to these have been the awarding of, awarding of points to countries by juries or televoters in more recent years. The country awarded the most points is declared the winner. The first Eurovision Song Contest was not actually won on points, but by votes, two per country, and only the winner was announced back in 1956. So oh, been, wow. Gosh, it would be yeah. quite a different affair back then, then wouldn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> there have been 66 contests, with one winner each year except 1969 which had a four-way split 27 countries have won the contest switzerland won that first year way back in 56 the country with the highest number of wins is ireland ireland with seven the only person to have won more than once as a performer is johnny logan from ireland who performed what's another year in 1980 and the terrific Hold Me Now in 1987. Logan is also one of only five songwriters to have written more than one winning entry, Hold Me Now and Why Me in 1992 before by Linda Martin. This makes Logan the only person to have won three European victories to their credit as either wow. singer or songwriter. The other four songwriters with more than one winning entry to their credit are Willy van Helmet from the Netherlands in 57 and 59, Eve Desker from Monaco in 1971 and Lux Luxembourg in 72, and Rolf Loveland, Norway, 1985 and 1995, and Brendan Graham, another Irish performer, 1994 and 1996. Few winners of the Eurovision Song Contest, however, have gone on to achieve major success. I dispute that, actually, in the music industry. The most notable winners who have gone on to become international stars are no prizes for guessing. ABBA, who won the 1974 contest for I mean, it was was them or Gemini, really, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) For their song, Vortalou. And Celine Dion. Remember Celine, who won the yes, 1988. Yeah, yeah, she represented yeah, yeah. Switzerland. I love Celine Dion. With a beautiful track, I have to say it's one of my favourite Eurovision sets called "Ne Partez Pas Sans Moi," which I think means "Don't Leave Without Me." More recently, Duncan Lawrence, who won the 2019 contest for the Netherlands with Arcade, experienced worldwide streaming success with the song being what is known as a sleeper hit in 2020. Whilst Manskin or Mainskin, the winner of the 2021 contest. <laughs> Contest for Italy with Zitti e Buoni, forgive my accent, subsequently achieved worldwide popularity in the months following their victory. 
Finally, since 2008, the winner has been awarded an official winner's trophy of the Eurovision Song Contest. The trophy is a handmade piece of sandblasted glass in the shape of a 1950s microphone. The songwriters and composers of the winning entry receive smaller versions of the trophy. The original design was created by Kel Engman of Costaboda, who specialises in glass art. Yeah. Well, as we kick off straight into the songs, because um, there's, there's a lot to get through, so I'm, I'm going to kick them kick straight off. There's one big question. When did it get gay? <laughs> mm, mm. So should we kick off 1956 then we start in with um, Switzerland's one which you couldn't watch could you Steph? You didn't have a No I didn't have a telly then. <laughs> um, this is called Refrain by Lee Sassia um, and like I said I was only three years old anyway so I wouldn't have got much out of it even if we did have a telly. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'd have been busy filling me nappers with green poo and Oh, oh lovely that, that's, that's really what I thought three. I want to have about Eurovision most people are, are uh, using potties by three but anyway you, okay. you've she's always really? been different she's about, back, she's about back where she started so. yeah <laughs> full circle full circle Andy but um, they were oh. quite a different style the winners back there they're all kind of like slow and mellow aren't they yeah. So. Yeah, we're balance. already on to the second one aren't we I think so yeah, yeah. it the goes with the sound of the 50s really yeah yeah so this would have been 57 I have no idea. How do you say that? Nit Alice Tone? Nit Alice Tone. I reckon this might be France, I guess. Close. <laughs> it's the Netherlands. That's, yeah, I was gonna that's say, Dutch. I was going to say that's Dutch, yeah. isn't it? Oh, so the Sorry. <laughs> so, now they were up to 1959. And now we're back to France again. France. We won in 1960 with Tom Philippe. By Jacqueline Boyer. Mm. France have won quite a few times, haven't they? And they often they often enter quite curveballs, don't they? Some very unusual songs have come from France. Always in French language as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, they couldn't do them in English at the beginning, could they? So this is Luxembourg. Um, I, I believe when it started, you had to do it in your own language. Ah, okay. They've and had that a couple of contests. Yeah, yeah and it wasn't until later on that they actually said, well, actually, you can do it in any language you like. So, of course, a lot switched to English yeah. because most pop songs tend to be more more well-known if they're in English. So a lot of French, because that's back to French, 1962. That's uh, Un Premier Amour, which um, A First Love. It's Isabelle Aubrey. I used to think it was so romantic they would announce the countries in both English and French, like yeah. Le Royaume-Uni, yeah. And they still do as well. They do, yes. They do, do you know yeah. why? No. Um, because the French are very proud and very protective of their language. As one of the founding countries, uh, they insisted that all the points uh, were done in wow. both languages, wow. which is why to this day they're still done in uh, English and French. I do know that a lot of radio stations in France, they have to play a certain percentage of French language yes. music. yes. Right, previous to this was 63, Denmark took that one. This is Italy, uh, and they took 1964. They're still quite slow, though, aren't they? They've mm. still got that, even when in the mid-60s here, and it's... Mm. So we get to one they've already recognised in a minute. Yes. Oh, Poupé de Sierra. Poupé de Sierra. Now I recognise this one. And it was uh, from Luxembourg fun. one, this one, 1965. And it was written by Serge Gainsbourg. Oh, Je t'aime one en plus. Yeah, the great French songwriter. Oh. But for Luxembourg. Merci, 
Well, this is Austria, 1966. Um, how do you say that? Mercy, Sherry. I think so. Thanks, like, darling. Like Thank you, darling. darling yeah. Uh, Udo Jürgen, is that how you say that? Swingen kann. Yes. Oh, here oh, we no, are. We must remember this one. Oh, first, first time Britain uh, won. What was peculiar about um, Sandy Shaw? No shoes. Yeah. I was going to say, she did it barefoot. Your starter yeah. for 10, Ollie. Good. So, let's pop it on the string. <laughs> first time we won. Uh, 1967. I think this one's a little bit lazy. I don't know about you. Profound lyrics. Profound yeah. lyrics. Amazingly, it won though. <laughs> yeah, it did. Spain. 1968, Spain. And uh, uh, would, would you like to read the really difficult name? La la la. <laughs> so then, in, interestingly, as we go into the next one, I don't know if they're going to. I presume they're going to play all, all of them, but uh, this was the only year where four of them all tied. So you had Spain with Viva Contando. Um, United Kingdom with Boom Banger Bang, Netherlands with Te Troubadour, and France with Anjou Enfant. I mean, it's nice to win, but to share it with three others, that must be... A foursome, a genuine foursome in 1969. Mm. 69 foursome? Yeah, it was mostly with the way the voting was, wasn't it, it back was then? Indeed. So we would be still in the part, part, part where um, each country got two. Or was it, are we jury by this point? I think know? it was the juries by 1969, yeah. I would imagine. And believe it or not, we're still in 1969. <laughs> There's four of them. <laughs> do you know Lulu didn't actually want to do it? Um, oh, she was pressurised by the BBC to do it, and her manager, I think. But um, and she. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it went on to be a big hit, though, didn't it? It did. Boom, bang, bang. That boom bang a bang was banned by the BBC during the Gulf War of 1991. Oh, wow. was it? Yeah. <laughs> it was for <laughs> Because of the lyrics. Because of the lyrics. <laughs> right. yeah. Unfortunately, we know from experience you ban something, it tends to be a massive great hit, <laughs> like um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, but relax, wasn't it? <laughs> Ireland. All kinds of everything. And this is Dana. We were talking about Dana earlier. You were saying she's. Very right wing. Yeah, very right wing. This is not Dana International, that's a different artist. This is Dana. Rosemary Scallion is her real name. Scanlon. Scanlon. (laughs) So then off to Monaco come 1971. I'm back and over une rue. You forget that there's all these little countries in Europe that enter Eurovision, isn't there? Really tiny ones like Monaco and San Marino. Hmm. Uh, then Luxembourg come 1972. Uh, après which means after you. Indeed. And that's uh, Vicky Leandros. Uh, interestingly, they won two years in a row. So they would have hosted and then won again. That's yeah. And they won five times along with France and the UK as well. Mm. That's not bad going so for a small country. 1973, and this is Tout Contre. A contract, sorry. My French isn't the best, can you tell? I haven't done it since school. <laughs> and of course, the biggie is now coming up 1974, Sweden. Oh, yes. I'll give you one guess what this one was. No idea, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> are, they, are they any good? Should I check them out? They're pretty big. Oh, Does anyone okay. know how they got their name ABBA? 
it's is the it? first letters of their yes. names, isn't uh-huh. it? Anna Fried, Agnetta, Benny Bjorn. and Bjorn. And they entered the year before, but didn't get through. Oh, wow. Oh. Yes. Mm. With Ring Ring, I think. Yeah. So this one was quite famous, Dignadon. Love this. It was like, a bit like La La La, wasn't yeah. it? But this was Netherlands, and the, the group was called Teaching. And I've noticed the music's starting to change now. Yeah. It's starting to get more modern. So are, are we at the gay bit yet, do you think? No. I, think, I think after ABBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think, I think we are. Actually, you're Next time we won, this is 1976. Uh, this was Brotherhood of Man with uh, Save All Your Kisses For Me. I believe they're still touring Brotherhood of Man. Still about today. I don't think it, I'd... Uh... Have you ever actually read the words of Save All Your Kisses For Me? It's a little bit concerning. Well, it's a father to a little child, mm. isn't yes. it? That's what it's about. <laughs> so, yeah, 1977 was France. L'oiseau et l'enfant. And that's, um, Is that the bird and the child? Uh, yes, basically. Yeah. And uh, first time Israel wins, 1978. Abani B. Um, interestingly, again, they won twice in a row. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so as we go from 78 to 79 uh, with Hallelujah I like by Milk song. and Honey. I like it. <laughs> a funny name for a band, though, Milk and Honey. Especially singing um, <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, but it's Israel again. It's only won two times in a row. Uh, then off to uh, Ireland come the 80s. 1980. That's Johnny Logan and uh, What's Another Year. So this is still... I don't remember many of these. I think the, the English ones, the British ones, I kind of know because they were obviously quite big, big hits. hits as well. I think this was a hit. Yeah. Oh, for Johnny Logan. Here we are. Here we are again. Buck's famous for the skirts being ripped off. It as I was, recall. yes. That's Buck's who we've interviewed some of them, haven't we? Uh, me and Terry interviewed mm. them at uh, Western Pride. And they were lovely. Mm. And did you know there was a gay club like called, called The Night of a Thousand Jay Astons, which I think is a wonderful <laughs> really? name referencing uh, Buck's So, 1982 Germany. A little piece. It's been in. How do you say that? It's I'm been in Friedman. Ah, oh, thank you. And oh, it, that's one of your favourites, isn't one of my it? Favorites. This one? Nicole, yeah, she yeah. did it on a little guitar. It was very anti-nuclear, yeah. anti-war song from oh, Germany. Beautiful. Uh, back to Luxembourg, 1983. Mm-hmm. C'est la vie et cadeau. Interestingly, Luxembourg do not enter anymore. Do they? No. Do we know why? I don't know why. That's interesting. Mm. That's very interesting. Luxembourg. Now we've got another silly name again, come 1984, back in Sweden. Diggy Lou Diggy Lay. <laughs> Classic Eurovision title. <laughs> they're, they're, they're definitely camping it up as we go through the years, I've noticing. Yes, camper. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they're not in Norway. No, this is pretty, this this is pretty camp. This is pretty it's camp. a wonderful song. Oh, Bobby Socks. Not a swing and not a rock and roll. Not a swing and not a rock and roll. Not a swing until the 
but it's another one of those they just keep repeating the words over and it over is, again. It's very catchy. And they won. So, uh, sorry, 86 after Belgium. J'aime la vie. Means I like life. Sandra Kim, she was 13. The was youngest she? person, yeah, that it was actually technically against the rules, but they let her get away with it. Wow. She was 13 when she so was. How, how old did you have to be then? I believe 16. To well, well, well she was quite something. under this. Yeah. So, 1987 in Ireland. Second time winning, Johnny Logan. Yes. What year was Riverdance? Do we know? 1994. Oh, okay. So, a few, yeah. few years off. Then the one I had no idea had ever entered. Celine Dion. Yes. 1988. She had this wonderful big puffball Princess Diana skirt on. Yeah, very 80s. Very 80s. passe pas en moi. Means you're not leaving me, I believe. Don't leave without me, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's it, yeah. I can translate these as best I know. (laughs) So, Yugoslavia, first time winning, 1989. Mm. Country that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Oh, yes. Yes. Rock me. By River? River? River. So entering the 90s now, 1990, uh, with Italy. Uh, Insane, 1992. Interestingly, Italy pulled out um, a few years after this for a long while. Um, obviously, they're entering, they're entering again, but yeah, they pulled out for a while. Again, do you know why? No. no. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> politics getting involved yeah. sometimes yeah. in Eurovision. Uh, back to Sweden again, 1991. I'm not going to try and pronounce that. Thank you. It's by Carol. Carola. Carola? Carola? Don't know. I think the uh, the next three is where we were talking about Ireland nearly going bust because it won three in a row. Yes. Yes, RTE is a lot smaller than the BBC and apparently they were very concerned that they kept winning year after year and they thought, we can't continue to put Eurovision on. They almost made it four in a row because there's only a Norway in between, but there's three in a row. So that's Why Me by Linda Martin and that's 1992. Then into 1993 with uh, In Your Eyes by Neve Kavanagh. Again, Ireland. And of course, as we said, 92 is when um, uh, Riverdance was kind of like the... 94, mate. 94, yeah, okay, next one. The, the uh, interval act, yes. And I remember seeing it on my little TV set. I do set, too. And it I was thought, amazing. That's something special. Yeah, that was really special. Yeah. So, and again, Ireland, Rock and Roll Kids... That's uh, Paul Harrington and Charlie McGettigan. So, and of course, with Riverdance being the main one, it was what then shot them to fame. And of course, we all know how successful Riverdance has been. I don't know if it's still going. I think it still is. As far as I know, yeah. Mm. Probably. Somewhere. Yeah. Then Ireland take a break for one year as Norway wins with Nocturne. And interestingly, this sounds very Irish. So, uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> very Celtic. It's beautiful. It's by Secret Garden. Sounds like something straight out of a Disney film to me. Going back to the roots, isn't it? In a slow song again. Mm. You think 50s and 60s, all the slow songs are winning. Is this Ireland again? Yes, 96, uh, The Voice. (laughs) So there you go. So in five years, Ireland won four times. 
that is pretty sensational <laughs> because they're so close together. Yeah. Are they the closest wins together that, that has ever happened in Eurovision? Yeah, yeah, they obviously won the most as well. Then yeah. we won. Last time we've ever won, 1997, in Love Shine the Light. We've got the full track coming up later for you. It's Katrina in the Waves. We love Katrina. Oh, so, yeah. We do. And again, I think we've interviewed Katrina. Yeah, we? yeah, we did. She was at Pride last year. Uh, then of course the lovely Dana International now you're telling me it's not gay by this point oh, this song I, I is just you. I bought this on CD single oh, yeah. oh we all oh, did yeah. the goths that used to live downstairs from me were rapping on my door saying the Daily Mail's going to have a meltdown a transsexual Jewish woman has won <laughs> <laughs> and of course I seem to remember Russia not being very happy about that one at all I can imagine mm. then Sweden again uh, 1999 Take Me to Heaven Charlotte Nilsson Definitely get a camper. <laughs> uh, tell me if you disagree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we hit the Naughties, 2000 in Denmark. I'm really starting to remember all these. Yeah. <laughs> this comes Fly on the Wings of yeah. Love by Olsen Brothers. Yeah, I love this song. You know, I'm going to admit it now, I didn't know that that came from Eurovision. Uh, yeah. And I've heard that many times. I think a few people have performed it, haven't they, since? Yeah. So, then uh, 2001, we're off to Estonia uh, with everybody. This uh, well, sounds like um, a children's um, like theme tune song. Yeah. yeah. Have you noticed that um, the next three, like Denmark, Estonia and Latvia, so 2000, 2001, 2002, are all neighbours? Yeah. There, there was that whole instigation, or, or they, they thought that they were kind of voting for each other, didn't they? So this ah. is Latvia with I Wanna. And they were very new uh, to the contest yeah. as well. Um, and it was why they then split the voting, wasn't it? So mm. it's half audience and half um, um, judges. I can't remember what year that came in, but it's fairly recent. It was a result of them voting for each other, wasn't it? Uh, so 2003, Turkey won with uh, Every Way That I Can. And of course, Turkey is about to go into some crucial general elections. Mm. Uh, then Ukraine's first win, 2004, with Wild Dances by Ruslana. It was like Zena the Warrior Princess, this one. I remember it well. Lots of leather going on. There's been a few like that, wasn't there? Mm. It's a very weird outfit. It's like uh, Netta, mm. when we get to that later. Uh, 2005 Greece, one of my, my number one, Helena. Yeah. Par- how do you say that? Paparazzi. Paparina Paparazzi. Uh, but they're, they're all starting to become Euro poppy, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> 2006 is These were renowned for their outfits, I'm sure. Rubber, rubber masks. Yeah. Rubber Some masks. of them Halloween. Yeah. yeah. It's Hard Rock Hallelujah, and it was a real banging I like track. It. Of course, this is uh, one of the countries that was part of Yugoslavia. And then 2007, Serbia. Oh, yeah. Molitva is the name of the song. Maria Sardikovic. Uh, 
For the first time, I think Russia. This is the first time we've seen Russia, isn't it? Yeah, 2008, it is. Russia with Believe. And indeed, that was very political that year because they had a gay march in Moscow when Russia held it the following year and uh, a lot of people were beaten up. It was very, very tense. Oh, wow. And Graham Norton mentioned it on the yeah. coverage. Yeah, some, somehow I think it might be a few more years before we go back there. So I think it might be. So, uh, 2009, I love this one. This was Fairy Tale, uh, Alexander Ryback. Gosh, I can't believe that was 2009. Two thousand and ten Germany, so we're into the tens now. Tens teens. I actually really like this song. I think I was having a good year that year, because every time I hear this song I'm like, yeah, this is a good time. Yeah, we're we're into the point where we can actually remember it. So Yeah. I had to think about when I was born then to work out how hard it was. <laughs> I'm still not quite there. <laughs> uh, two thousand eleven, Azerbaijan. Uh, running Scared by Ellen Nicky. I remember this. This is quite mm. a catchy little tune, isn't it? Now I think this is the best Eurovision song coming up now. So back to Sweden again. Yep. You want to say what it is? It's Lorene and Euphoria, and she's entering this year for Sweden. Hey. She's hoping to win. I, did, I was going to say, didn't you say it was, I mean, we're talking about the future a little bit later, but yeah. she's like 50% odds on. Yeah, she's favourite to win, so will she do it again? This is a bit trancy, isn't it? You can imagine getting, you know, getting your shirt off to this and pop us uh, up, you know, the local gay club. Every weekend, every weekend, in the bear bar. 2013, uh, only teardrops, uh, Milda Forest, and this was for Denmark. I wouldn't say that one's as memorable. Yeah. Of course, this one, Austria, yep. 2014, Rise Like a Phoenix, Conchita Verse. Sounds like a Bond theme. Oh, it does. Yeah. Everyone wanted it to be a Bond theme as well, if you remember. Uh, back to Sweden again, 2015. I got a great remix of that. It's uh, Heroes. That man Zermelo. Yes. Uh, and then 2016, uh, back to Ukraine, uh, 1944 by Jamala. Which I believe was about, I, I think it was something to do with the, the war, and it was a very culturally significant song they entered, 1944. And then we're back to the slow ones. Portugal winning this time. Very unusual performance. Yeah, I'm not mm, sure. It's 2017 well the year. It did stand out. It did stand okay. out. Okay. Amar Pelodois. I think. Or it might be a Pelodois. It's not French. It's Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then the oddest song I think we've oh, ever had with. But back so, to Israel in 2018. I saw this performed in Lisbon, actually. Uh, Neto, yeah. Was it good? It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. you can imagine. I, I just knew it was going to win. It's Everyone knew it was going to win. I'd be rocking out to this if I was there. Now, this is one of my favourites. And uh, this is where our journey's going to stop, uh, 2019. Uh, just before COVID. This is the Netherlands with the uh, arcade. 
I don't wasn't so taken with this one. Oh, I love it. Really? Oh no, I love it. I love it. His so vocals much. are so good. Terry, wasn't there something to do with Portugal and Indeed. it was a signal Indeed. to um, stop a coup? Uh, well, quite the reverse, actually. Um, Portugal, like Spain, was a dictatorship until the early 70s. In 1974, in the early hours of the 25th of April, the, the state radio station played the Eurovision entry for that year for the country. And that was the signal for the soldiers to put down their weapons, arrest their generals and overthrow the dictatorship. Oh, wow. It was called the Carnation Revolution. And it was actually the Eurovision entry that year that was the signal they gave out on radio for the revolution to start. Gosh. A very peaceful revolution as well. They toppled the dictatorship and Portugal became a democracy. So, yeah. Cool. Well, still loads to come because uh, we've obviously got what's coming this year and all that kind of stuff um, but some news headlines up next stay with us you're listening to Shout Out back in a minute Shout Out LGBT Radio for you The Shout Out Podcast Oh it was so close last year but officially that is our last ever winning song 97 what a, what a cracker what a cracker that's brilliant yeah. you, you were just saying um, Wogan said that that was a year of change at the time 1997 well Ollie mentioned it first oh sorry yeah. <laughs> it was two weeks after Labour got yeah, in yeah that lands, yeah. landslide election. election victory mm. and then and we yeah, won we Eurovision. Eurovision Song Contest and Terry Wogan said there's a change New Britain awaiting yeah wow it's amazing the effect that a song competition has on on the world, isn't it? So, um, and of course, in recent years, um, Australia have joined as well, mm-hmm. haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah, the criteria for being part of Eurovision is just to be a member of the EBU. So it doesn't matter where in the world are you, hence Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, talking to Australians, they get Eurovision. I think Americans them. don't so much, yeah. but the no. Australians <laughs> get camp, Absolutely. they get gay humour, and they get Eurovision. <laughs> and they got Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of their biggest ever exports, Priscilla. Yeah. So. Ah. Anyway, with a bit of camp humour, we may or may not get, I don't know, let's get some new headlines. <laughs> This is Shout Out News on Thursday, 11th of May. The international news magazine The News Minute reports that Sri Lanka's LGBTQIA plus population is waking up to a new dawn as the Supreme Court rules that decriminalising same-sex relationships is not at odds with the state's constitution. Three judges delivered their verdict on Tuesday. Jess Walsh from the National Education Union speaks to the left-wing paper Socialist Worker this week. Miss Walsh is an anti-fascist activist and, along with several hundred people, has held demonstrations in defence of drag queen story hours at a pub in Lewisham, London. Far right-wingers, numbering a few dozen, had been trying to intimidate the pub, but hundreds have mobilised against them, drawn from a wide variety of progressive and community organisations, trade unions and LGBTQI plus people. Jess that the police have been unnecessarily forceful against the lines of anti-fascist protesters and has suffered several cracked ribs. The National Education Union are pursuing a complaint against the way the protests have been policed. The gay magazine The Advocate reports that David Miranda, a controversial but out gay Brazilian politician who had a close friendship with whistleblower Edward Snowden, has passed on at the age of 37. No cause of death has been reported. His husband, the right-wing conspiracy theorist 
Glenn Greenwald, said he was the most dedicated and loving parent. He taught me how to be a father and our truly exceptional boys with their own difficult start to life is his greatest legacy. The president of Brazil, the Workers' Party's Lula da Silva, said David Miranda was a young man with an extraordinary trajectory who left us too soon. And in sports news, Lewis Hamilton, the only black Formula One driver who often speaks out on issues of social justice, has slammed the state of Florida for the raft of anti-gay and anti-trans and anti-black educational measures forced through by the far-right state legislator. I stand by those within the community here. I hope they continue to stand firm and push back. I'll have the rainbow on my helmet. It's no different to when we were in Saudi, remarked Mr Hamilton. According to the Association Press, Lewis was at pains to point out that the general people of Florida were not responsible for the far-right laws being passed, but that it was a minority of angry white men in the state who have Florida under thumbscrews. It's not the people of Miami that are making these decisions, it's the people in government and that's the issue, he added. I think hopefully all I can do, the sport is going to be here whether I am or not. But the least I can do is just continue to be supportive and being here and having that on my helmet, hopefully that speaks well to the subject. Mr. Hamilton has also made reference to the United States unravelling of abortion rights, saying I love being in the States but I can't ignore what's going on right now and what some in the government are trying to do to the women who live here. Everyone should have the right to choose what they do with their bodies. We can't let that choice be taken away. In pop news, ABC Australia's pop channel Double J Radio reports that legendary new wave band the B-52s are to call it a day after more than 45 years together. The band broke through from the same town of Athens in Georgia from, that was also the home to REM. Formed by five friends over a Chinese restaurant meal in 1977, the band was an instant hit with the post-punk scene in the States, achieving airplay on the USA's vibrant network of university, high school and student radio stations, early releases made the indie charts across the free world. Tragically, guitarist Ricky Wilson died of an AIDS-related illness in 1985 and the group nearly split. However, after four years of grieving and regrouping, their 1989 album Cosmic Thing broke into the mainstream charts and the 1990 single Love Shack soared to become one of the year's best-loved party anthems, with gay frontman Fred Schneider's nasal vocals instantly memorable. Double J Radio notes, the B-52's unique sound blends 50s rock and roll, 60s girl groups, surf, funk and punk, along with sci-fi, horror, B-grade movies and all things kitsch. Their energy as a live band is totally contagious, but after 45 years together, the band is calling it quits with a string of final dates in the United States this year. And lastly, in classical music, BBC Radio 3, the corporation's public service arts channel, explored the work of contemporary Canadian composer Michael Osterlul on Saturday night, 29th of April, as part of their weekend new music slot. The piece of string quartet known as Alan Turing after the gay mathematical genius who helped bring allied victory over fascist powers in the Second World War was given a full broadcast. One classical music blogger noted, Alan Turing explores patterns, gestures and textures with an appropriate sense of wonder and discovery mingled with loss and regret. That's it for this week's news. Check out our website for more, but why not also keep in touch with one of the many LGBTQIA plus news feeds, podcasts and radio services available. Just do an internet search and you'll get a choice of dozens. Shout out news, this has been Ezra Peregrine and Terry Starr. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you.
shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, and she won. Do you have any words at all? I do. This night is dedicated to everyone who believes in a future of peace and freedom. You know who you are. We are unity and we are unstoppable. What an amazing acceptance speech that one was. Yeah, that became a hashtag for quite some time, didn't it? it? Unstoppable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. an incredible. What a powerful voice. I never realised how strong Conchita versed voice was. That's absolutely amazing. Mm. Such a huge really? moment yeah. in Eurovision that was. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. yeah. I mean Dana International was a big moment, but yes. I think I, I think this this particular track just lifted it even further, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh totally. Mm. Yeah. So well, we, we, we got this year's yet to come because we came so close last year. So it's a real, close. It's a real catch twenty-two, isn't it? Because we, we had. Let me see if I can play it for you. We had Spaceman. If I was an astronaut, I'd be an amazing track. This one wasn't it? Yeah, he's got a lovely voice. So, and he's such a gentle man as well, isn't he? He's nice mm. yeah. Can't can't believe how how big his range is as well. Phenomenal. I mean, he's right up there, almost like um. Um, people like the Bee Gees kind of level, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a very operatic range, isn't it? Um, and he was dead set favourite to win, but of course the war in Ukraine uh, broke out, and you don't really want to knock it because you no, know. No. But I, there was definitely an element of sympathy vote. There was there, a bit of it? a yeah. solidarity yeah. vote, yeah. wasn't there? I was in Turin last year, and everyone was saying, "You're going to win, you're going to win." I'm like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. But yeah, I think in a normal year, if there hadn't, if there wasn't a war going on, we would have won. Yeah, with this because it's a lovely song. Yeah, it's such a shame because it's a song that kind of deserves to win, and you can't enter a song twice, can you? No. So it's not like it can go round again. And I mean, he could enter her again, of course. Yes, but, true. Yeah. He's done some amazing songs. So, mm. so, um, so what do we think for this year then? Well, the bookies' favourite Sweden, but I think Finland's going to win. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not quite sure what to make of Finland. I don't, know if, you, I don't know if you've heard it yet. Well, I've got one queued up. It's number ah. fourteen. Okay, but yeah, does it yeah. say on it what it is? Is that, is that Finland? Or yeah, Finland. Cha cha cha. It's very strange. The first, the first uh, half is crazy, and the first half is quite good actually. Now, this is Finland's entry for this year. This is one that you reckon is going to win. Second favourite to win, and I think it's going to pip Sweden. Uh, I really do. I think it's going to win. Oh, it's a bit kind of like trancy. He performs on a bunch of pallets, which is quite strange. And um, yeah, it's very, very strange. A bit like playing the Flores Lava type thing. It's very Eurovision. <laughs> it's very Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> Hard house, isn't it? Terry popping it along. Towards the end, it gets gets really poppy towards the end, (laughs) which is quite good. Gosh, very. It's going back to um, our rock track that we had. Elements of industrial Mm. music in that, isn't there? Industrial rock, hallelujah, or whatever it was. Oh gosh! Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm going to look out for that one. Yeah, I'll be looking out for that one. My favourite this year is Ukraine. Actually, who's third? 
favourite to win um, and it's called Hearts Up Steel by Torchy I think it's brilliant it's a real powerful message oh I have to change um, your CD if you want that one yeah yeah no it's, um, <laughs> it's a little bit we like, don't, don't very often do CDs no 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 show. it's a little bit like The weekend. do you know The weekend? who's the, yeah. yeah. the favourite like to win uh, Sweden's favourite Lorene so we heard Lorene so, oh, I'll tell you what I'll, I'll change it because Sweden's so on the other tattoo. one as well yeah, but while, while I'm doing that of course there's there's our own entry this year I love this I love it yeah I do too it's um, and a lot of people are kind of like oh it could have been I think we're some we, we, we're, we were up there with the bookies favourites with this yeah. but I think, like gonna be, I think it's going to be top 10 top 10 I don't think we're going to win though so we, we've played this on the show a few times over the last uh, a few years that's May Muller and I wrote a song so have you lot heard this one already you must have done I've been playing it on the show for yeah. the last few weeks so what, what do you think think it's got a chance um, I think it's got a chance, but the voting at the moment and over the last few years has been very political. So, and we've just been kicked into touch, haven't we? Um, yeah, we've had we had a time in the wilderness, but I think that Sam's song last year brought us back. I think we're back from the Eurovision wilderness years now. So, I think we'll we'll finish quite well. I think um, it's a very credible song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a good entry, but it's not like Gemini, let's put it that way. Is it? <laughs> well, they always claim they were sabotaged. There's a conspiracy theory because really? they sang they out said they couldn't, couldn't they couldn't hear, hear it. properly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they could oh, just... intrigue, intrigue at the Eurovision. Mm. There's a novel in that. Oh, it's nice having a conspiracy theory and things, isn't it? So, right. So you reckon Ukraine is one of your favourites, do you? Um, yeah, Ukraine is one of my favourites. So, yeah. And uh, what's this? Sure. Heart of Steel. Heart of Steel. Yeah. Very dramatic. That's a bit of an opening, isn't it? That. Sometimes gotta let it go. Sometimes gotta look away. Sometimes just gotta know when to stick your middle finger up in the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you think Ukraine could win again? Yes. I think it's entirely it's possible, possible that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the 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 world's still standing yeah. Yeah. by them as best they can. And of course, we're hosting it on behalf of Ukraine yeah. as well, so... And, um, I mean, it, it was swayed by the uh, people last time because the, 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 the juries, the, the what do they call them, the, the panels will pick the UK. Yeah. And then, then Ukraine said... What was the other one? You said Lithuania. Uh, yeah, so Sweden, Finland, Ukraine is the top three to, to win. Yeah, Sweden. Right, okay, let me find Sweden. So if Lorene wins for Sweden, they will match Ireland with the most um, amount of wins. Yeah, so seven. Mm. Mm. Yeah, which is an interesting point because we always go, oh, we, we don't win, we don't win, we don't win. There's actually only two countries that won more times than we have, and that's Sweden and Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we match up with France, Luxembourg um, and the Netherlands um, but um, yeah there's, there's only only two more that have won more than us mm. yeah. so Lorene won in 2012 so uh, will she win again? unless it's called Tattoo Tattoo, yeah it will come a day we will find a way it's a bit of a solemn one isn't it? this is about to burst oh, it gets into going. song it gets going oh yes see what you mean yeah it does mm. it's all nice and powerful she got quite a nice voice yeah. a very good voice yeah 
so sorry just aware of copyrights while we're while we're, we're playing bits of tracks so because I, I wouldn't at least go out on the podcast so people can hear it so right what was the other one um, I think we've had all the top three actually yeah that's it yeah. that was the, yes. the top oh. three from Ollie's choice and yeah. Ollie is our current shout out expert <laughs> in all things Eurovision and if it was TV you'd all be saying oh my god Ollie what a lovely <laughs> t-shirt yeah yeah he's Where got your yeah, Eurovision official. Eurovision official t-shirt yeah looking great Brilliant. so fav- favourite memories from Eurovisions I cried when Conchita yeah I won. did um, that was quite sick. it was quite emotional um, I felt really proud when Don International won as well because that was obviously significant for the trans community um, yeah and, and that was quite a few years ago as well, oh it was yeah. yeah yeah. we just seemed to be sliding backwards oh, no, as yeah. a planet <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean I do, I do think uh, Eurovision is a very good force for good mm. You know, it, it yeah. really brings a lot of light to things. You know, there can be all kinds of things going on in the world. Actually, as a planet, the latest it. stats are out for countries who are LGBTQ friendly being ranked. We've fallen back to 17th position. I know. Yes, yeah. it's terrible, yeah. isn't it? But there's other countries like Germany are following Spain for self ID for trans people. Yeah. Yeah. So um, things as a planet are on the are improving. But it's countries like the US, well, only certain states in the US, um, and obviously like the UK. Yeah. Well, Dublin's got a gender neutral category for the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they haven't had any problems in these countries where self ideas come no, The funny, things that have been Terry said <laughs> would happen have not yeah. actually happened. But Sorry. yes, I, I mean, I think that Eurovision does uphold values of progress, peace, and human rights. And as we said at the beginning, you know, in 1956, you know, Europe had just torn itself to pieces, yeah. you know, in a second war in, in a generation. And uh, its message was very much there. You know, technology, you know, a new beginning. And uh, I still think it sticks to that. Mm. I still think it's a good good message. I just, I just Maybe camp and, you know, yeah. but why not? Oh, you see rainbow flags there as well, which is oh, great. Indeed. So, but yeah, so if you want to watch it or listen to it, it's uh, on in the UK on BBC One and BBC Radio Two. Um, and in Ireland, it's on RTE One and RTE Radio, Radio Two as well, yeah. Um, um, and of course uh, be on the iPlayer you can stream it live on there which is what we, we, we tend to do because then you can pause it and go have a peek and come back <laughs> and it's actually the semi-final two which um, is today. on yeah it's today. On after the or, show. Or, or unless you're listening on one of the other stations if you're listening live yeah. it's on today yeah yeah Ollie, is, is Bath Sound doing anything special for Eurovision? Well, Have you got I'm a program coming up? I'm going to be doing a Eurovision special, um, 10 till 1 on Saturday, so tune in to uh, Bath Radio, but we're soon to be Bath Sound, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. And Saturday Afternoon Live have got a special as well, two hours of everything Eurovision, and that's on... You can't get away from any of us, <laughs> we're everywhere. <laughs> we are unstoppable, as Conchita said. <laughs> anyway, that's it for another week. As always, you can catch up with this show and many others online, um, uh, all our shows are available on all good podcast services as well as on our website shoutoutradio.lgbt and if you're watching or if you're going to Liverpool have a great Eurovision so um, next week it's an Afrofuturist space odyssey wow mm. great um, but from myself from Terry from Tara from Ez from Steph and the lovely Bath um, Bath I'm thinking of the radio show you could do. <laughs> uh, from, from Ollie, Ollie. Um, say goodbye everyone <laughs> bye, bye. 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 LGBT radio for you